0: Hi, this is Dr. Bethany Tennant, naturopathic physician, certified nutrition specialist with this new podcast launch called Healthy as a Habit. Welcome. I'm really excited about our next guest, and it's my friend, Anthony Thomas. So welcome to the show. (laughs) Uh,
1: I just made my own soundboard for the intro. I hope that's okay.
0: Thank you. That's, that's Thank perfect. You.
1: Thanks <laughs> Thanks for having me, Doc. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to jump into conversation and sort of highlight the variety of talents and interests that you have that um, I think will inspire and encourage people to to do some of the same. And also, I think bringing an awareness to the sport that we'll get into a little bit later that um, that you're a professional in. So I think I would like to start with travel. So I know this is something that is a priority of yours. (laughs) High high on the interest list. Um, Can you share a little bit about where you like to travel, how you like to incorporate travel, how you think that's valuable to you and anything else you want to share about that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, you, you nailed it. I completely love to travel and I'm super fortunate where I can travel for both work and pleasure. So, um, with the modeling and and acting gigs, I do get to travel a bit for that every now and then when I'm fortunate enough to book something, um, I started, the first time I, I had an international experience traveling was uh, when I was 20 years old, I went to Japan. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the only reason that I did that was my best friend growing up. Um, he's in the, he joined the air force straight from high school. So it was about two years after high school, the longest we'd gone not seeing each other and he was stationed in Japan. So I was like, well, wow. I, I guess I'm going to Japan.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So
1: that was, Yeah, yeah, it was. um, That was my first first international experience. It was it was really, really wild. But I didn't even understand so much about travel or anything at that time. It was literally just I didn't have any plans of I want to do this in Japan, or I want to experience this. It was just I just missed my best friend. I'm gonna go out there and see him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh So that's when it first kind of started, but it really picked up and ramped up about three and a half, uh, almost four years ago. Now I got a job uh, with an airline and it was a strategic effort to get that job <laughs> so that I could travel Sorry. and yeah and I've been traveling all over ever since
0: awesome I have um I'm curious from your perspective with seeing a lot of travelers with your work and then being such a traveler yourself what do you think would be you identify as either like a mistake travelers make either by not doing or doing or hmm. what do you think is something that's like a best practice that you're like Wherever you are, make sure you do this or try this.
1: Mm, That's a a good question. So I'm going to answer this in two ways. The first is on an individual level. And on an individual level, before you travel anywhere, if you aren't sure, I mean, 100% sure about what you need to travel in terms of documentation, Oh. Just jump on google and look for any site that ends in dot gov <laughs> and, and, <laughs> um the, the biggest the biggest mistake individual travelers make is, is they just don't have proper documentation so mm. i and, and what's funny i literally just opened my new passport it just came in the mail and i just opened oh, it nice That's
0: and exciting.
1: yeah I, it's actually really exciting because i Uh, For two reasons. One is I I opted for the large passport book. There's a there's an option where you could check for double this. Yeah, you could you can opt for double the amount of pages. And it's like this is for people that travel a lot. And I was like, hell, yeah, that's me. Let's do it. (laughs) So that's one reason I'm excited. The other is because I at one of the the shoots that I was booked on uh, with a studio that's that's local here in Portland. I great friends of pretty much everybody that's on staff there. And uh, I had my passport photo taken during one of the shoots there. I was like, hey, can you just snap this for me real quick? (laughs) Nice. But the best part about it is that I jokingly, I've been shooting with this studio for a couple of years, took a photo probably two years ago, and it was in a robe because, you know, as you're changing outfits and things that they have for for the models, they have they have robes that you can kind of cover yourself and warm up. It's a big warehouse studio, so it gets cold. Mm -hmm. And um, so I basically recreated that for my passport. <laughs> <photo>. <laughs> so my passport photo is literally me in this very Hugh Hefner-esque robe, <laughs> stern, just... stern-faced, and and it came today, and I literally just opened it and started cracking up because I didn't think they would. I didn't think they would accept it. Would it. accept it, right? Yeah. Um,
0: That's amazing. Uh, anyway, well, I digress. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's a little royalty component. I bet. <laughs> that's great
1: yeah Um, so that would be the individual one and then the other part to answer um where people's biggest mistakes are traveling um as a groups whether that's uh, two people or more the biggest mistake i think people make traveling and this is whether it's a small like domestic travel or international travel is they plan too much
0: Mentioned now a couple times modeling and can you share a little bit about when that started for you and what kind of media i know there's been a a variety of things can you share with our listeners what that looks like for you
1: absolutely absolutely so i started uh, i started modeling professionally about four years ago now and actually it was this month we're still in november right yeah uh, it, it was it was four <laughs> years ago this month that i that I first signed wow. from, signed with an agency and um, it came about because i had i was in the gym i was just working out doing some different movements and i I do a lot of very common exercises for workouts, but I also incorporate a lot of lesser seen movements in my workouts mm. and there was a a person staff staff member at the gym who she models and she was just like hey you should you should totally model and my perception of what modeling was was literally just it was runway, the wild, mm. the wild stuff that you see on Tyra Banks' modeling show. I, <laughs> I, forget, I forget what it's called, but that's what modeling was to me. I didn't
0: next top model. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes, yes. <laughs> that's the one. So she's like, "Yeah, you should model." And I'm like, "Absolutely not. Zero interest." <laughs> and uh, interesting. Well, yeah, we got to talking, and she told me there's this whole category of, of fitness and sports modeling that I was unaware of, hmm. which is odd because any advertisement you see somewhere it doesn't matter what it is that's somebody modeling right so it Mm. it seems like modeling or acting so it seems like i should have known this by now because i've seen in my lifetime millions by now of, of ads but yeah so she told me about this sports modeling gave me um the agency she was with and so i sent them some images well i went on their website googled it checked it out um Actually, spent six months after that working out because I had just gotten back. <laughs> I, I really did. I had just gotten back to the motivating. Gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. After probably a year off, like the, the my senior year of college, and then transitioning into the corporate world after that, I, I hadn't really been working out. So,
0: so I know you had. So initially, there was a reluctance. Can you share? Like, when did you take ownership and like identify yourself in that way? If that was something that you were initially so not interested in it at all
1: yeah there's definitely this this concept of models being dumb and <laughs> and and although I <laughs> although I can play dumb and I enjoy doing so it's not something that I want to be identified as so it mm. I, I was very much reluctant to I mean for it literally took me over two years before I started telling people when they'd ask me what I do uh, to tell them that, mm. that I that I model because it was just there's such a, a negative stigma and connotation around that um Mm -hmm. and then I eventually just kind of I guess a series of of just events not events necessarily but um self-analysis and more self-awareness realizing that like this isn't me I'm not a model this is something that I do so that made it a little bit Mm. easier for me to deal with instead of hey what you know what's your job or what do you do it's like oh well I do some modeling rather than I am a model
0: wow yeah and that felt that felt a
1: lot better to me because it wasn't modeling that defined me it was me that i just you know i do this is something that i do it's not it's not who i am so that that helped a little bit
0: and where are you trying to go now with that so i know you've done different like ads you mentioned you've done some tv commercials uh what is what's kind of next for you what are you pursuing within that realm
1: that is something that i'm still at this point i'm kind of reshuffling where where i want to go with this um long-term, I guess, because I I do still enjoy it. And my thing was when I started this out, it's easy to, to see, oh yeah, you're in front of cameras and you're on ads and you're this and that. And it's so like this fantasy life, right? Mm -hmm. Like Hollywood style. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to get caught up in that, but I caught up in that in the sense of this is what I love to do and forcing myself to believe that. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's so much to it that is not glamorous at all. That is actually (laughs) like when I, when I dive into it, people are like, that sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I'm I'm kind of reassessing where I want to go with this overall but my thing was starting out I'm going to do this as long as I enjoy it and I, I do great. I do very much still enjoy it so overall I think I'd like to see some I'd like to be a part of some campaigns that are Ooh. really really strong um, uplifting motivating not in like a fitness sense but in a, a mental health sense right where awesome. yeah, there's 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 so much more to it. I mean, fitness industry. There's there's a lot of also connotations around around that, like fitness modeling and hmm. whatever. I I would love to be a part of a campaign that is something that really just builds people up, and it doesn't have to be for everybody. I don't not everything is for everybody, but I would love to be a part of something that that when people see it, they don't see it as some distant thing, right? You see these fitness models that work hmm. work out so many hours a day and. They get all of these expert like analysis here and work on this there, mm-hmm. like things that not everybody has uh, access to. Sure. So I would love to be a part of a campaign, um, whether it's modeling or acting, a part of a campaign that's something that's much more accessible for no matter who you are and no matter where you are or what resources you have.
0: That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, we'll maybe there's going to be some inspiration from the podcast. Maybe. Some listeners will have some ideas for you. Uh, yeah, I, I hope <laughs> they so. Might be, they might reach out. <laughs> I,
1: I, please, please do. I, I absolutely <laughs> hope so. I'm all for collaborations. And if we could work on something, if you have a good project, it's artistic and, and expressive and uplifting or even things that are dark. I like dark projects too that have a strong message. I'm I'm not just always, you know, just happy this, happy that, uh, although that's that may be how it seems. I think that there's a lot of strong, positive messages to take from painful imagery so
0: wow that's great yeah which kind of leads into some a little another tangent of just like your creative outlets um so I'm just curious a little bit about your interest in music and art and sort of where you're at with cultivating those those interests and talents
1: yeah uh, absolutely so uh Bruno Mars called me said he wanted me to headline for him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I told him I was busy. I had this podcast I had to jump on. Otherwise, I, oh, I would okay. <laughs> <laughs> No Thank you for your time. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, sorry, Bruno. <laughs> so, yeah, arts, music, I've always somehow, some underlying way, I've always been a fan of the arts, and I didn't actually recognize this until my college years. Hmm. Um. I yeah. It's weird. I, like growing up, it was just sports, right? Baseball, basketball, football, golf, track, whatever. It was just sports. That was hmm. it. I I never painted. I never drew. I never played instruments. I never did anything like that growing up. And, but somehow I always, if there was music playing, I'm dancing, right? If there is, hmm. if if there was an instrument available, I'm hitting it or I'm plucking it or something, right? I, right. If I even if it was just like a, a pass by, whatever. I was always fascinated with these things. And then in college, it's this explosive immersion to all of these. You have access to people everywhere that that are doing all of these things. And I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't mean in a sense of like, oh yeah, you know, this is just kind of a fun little hobby. But actually, blocking out time, making it a a point that every day they are doing this, and it's something that is a part of them. So that's when it kind of started for me. And and I luckily, I don't know how. The universe made this happen, but I became really good friends with um, a gentleman by the name of Anthony Francisco, who is a professional musician as well. Um, he's toured. Uh, he's toured the U.S. a couple times. He you know played out in Hawaii, Guam. He earlier this year he toured with uh, Common Kings. They're like an island reggae kind of pop island reggae band. Awesome. <clears throat> um, they they have an excellent sound, and he toured with them. Uh, throughout Europe earlier this year but he's actually on tour now with a New Zealand artist that plays island reggae style music <laughs> that's so cool named yeah Sammy J Sammy Johnson and hmm. I will be seeing them tomorrow night in Berkeley California
0: wow yeah that's awesome. yeah
1: so meeting Anthony uh, what was it I think I was about 20, 20 years old or so when we met and He's an insanely good musician. I mean, if you've ever, if you, if you follow my Instagram, you've seen me shout him out or be with him and just like, this is my inspiration. He, he is one of my yeah. absolute best friends, but that does not block him from being an inspiration to me.
0: That's so awesome. And it's cool too that you have such, you have your own connections now to New Zealand. I do. Um, so that's kind of a cool.
1: Yeah,
0: all dots connects. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's so it's so good. I mean, Kiwi people are amazing. Shout out to all the New Zealanders out there. (laughs) Literally some of when people ask me, what's your favorite place in the world? I always that I've traveled. I I always break it down in different categories, right? For food, for nature, Mm -hmm. for for the city life, whatever. And for people, it is it is for sure New Zealand. Literally the funniest people Mm. um, in terms of sense of humor and their ability to joke and take jokes. Mm. It's it is it's an extreme difference from the current social climate in the U.S. with such high sensitivity to political correctness. And I love it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So New Zealand is also kind of a nice segue into introducing everyone to you as. Anthony Thomas, the professional long driver. Can you share a little bit about this sport and where this started and where you're going with it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're familiar with golf, which most people know the game of golf, at least on some level, you hit a little ball with a stick (laughs) and the ball rests on the ground, more or less, and you swing a stick at it and you just hit it out a long ways away. Well, long drive golf is essentially doing that as hard as far as you can. You tee up golf balls, you have three minutes to hit eight golf balls as far as you possibly can, but it has to be within parameters. So there's a grid out there that measures out, um, you know, over 400 yards, and it's only about 40 to 50 yards wide, which (laughs) seems really, really wide, especially when you're watching professional golfers. You're watching Tiger Woods play golf. They're hitting into fairways that are, you know, 30 to 40 yards, and they do miss the fairway still, but – they don't usually miss by that much. The hmm. difference is with long drive, when you're hitting it... Because all the top 50 long drivers out there um, on the circuit in, in the world rankings, the top 50 can hit the golf ball farther than Tiger Woods can. Wow. That's, yeah, and, and I'd say most of the top 50, if not all. But most of the top 50 can hit it farther than Tiger Woods can, which is a pretty big feat.
0: And how are you introduced to this?
1: How was I introduced? Yeah. Uh, Initially so initially it was right after high school. I played high school. I played some high school golf. And then right after high school, I went into this facility that was an indoor training facility in the Bay area, hit some golf balls on the simulator and the owner was freaking out and wanted to sponsor me for long. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to sponsor me for long drive. Nice. But I never pursued it. I was just like, Oh, that's Hmm. really cool. And he was really adamant. I mean, bought golf clubs, everything. And and I just never, yeah, I never pursued it. But Two years ago, I was, I don't know, it had been a good two years or so since I competed in any sport, and I was itching to compete again, so Hmm. I was either going to go into martial arts again, I had done a little bit in uh, kickboxing, and Muay Thai kickboxing, which I loved, had a blast doing, Hmm. Um, it was either that, or a couple of my golfing buddies were really pushing for long drives, so I figured, you know, I'll I'll give it a shot, I'll go out and (laughs) I'll go ahead at one event, see how it goes, and then, you know, we'll take it from there.
0: And taking it from there has now you're competing in world competitions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that is that's where we found ourselves.
0: That's amazing. And what's your? Can I ask what is your personal record? What is your personal best?
1: Yeah, so my personal best in competition was in Canada um, last season, and it was 429 yards. Wow. So um, to put that into perspective, the longest. Like the average l- drive of the longest hitters on the PGA Tour, they're in the 330-yard uh, range. Like, hmm. like their average. So sometimes they'll wow. they'll really catch one, or it's downhill or something, and they'll they'll bomb one out. You know, upper 300s ish, um, if conditions are really wow. good. But yeah, um, there's guys. That's great. 429 is is great, and I'm I'm happy with that number, but not satisfied with it. That's good, yeah,
0: there's more there's more
1: there's definitely more
0: <laughs> so one thing that's also really different, so I've had a chance to sort of support you from afar, streamline like live streaming the competitions and one thing that surprised me was the loud music, the like cheering, <laughs> and, and like the the rallying behind the competitors and um I'm just curious is if you can speak to that a little bit, and i've also i think i would say that you as serious and competitive as you can be you always maintain a really high level of sportsmanship and camaraderie with your fellow competitors and also tend to bring a lightheartedness and humor to to it as well can you speak to the environment of competing and then just your personal kind of philosophy on on how you navigate that
1: yeah yeah absolutely so there's there's a huge difference in the game of golf as tiger woods plays it and most most people play golf and long drive competitions there's a big difference and you'll notice that immediately even if you aren't familiar with golf that well or never even heard of long drive one of the first things that it is um very loud (laughs) <laughs> there's a DJ. There's a DJ at every every competition. <laughs> there's music bumping very loud, and the crowd. It's it's kind of stadium seating around the tee box where, hmm. where we hit from, and it's a very coliseum like feel, where everybody is very loud and cheering. And and the cool thing about this is, for golf, it's it's such an old, it's an old white man sport. Yeah, it, it really is, and and I mean that in the sense of like the traditional you aren't welcome here even if you are white but you're dressed a certain way mm-hmm. even if you are white I and mean, you have tattoos showing like there it golf is still very much that energy in a lot of places hmm. what i love about long drive is it's so much more inclusive you have you have guys out there that wouldn't be welcome to go out and play at certain golf courses because of the way they look their skin color their hair their tattoos hmm. or otherwise right Um, so you have you have this environment where it's much more everybody's welcome here and I love that aspect because I'm all for being being open and welcoming right there's a difference between you're you're allowed here or you're welcomed here wow yeah it's it's very big difference so yeah long drive is is loud it's it's a it's an event for spectators as well whereas golf is I would actually I prefer to watch golf traditional golf on TV because you get much closer to the athletes. You get hmm. you get much better views of of all of the athletes hitting. And you don't get that if you watch it live in person, you're chasing the golf, <laughs> the golfer up the fairway trying to get a good position and battling. I, I would much rather watch all of the guys hit and all of the girls hit. There's amazing female golfers out there that I love to watch as well. So awesome um long drive is cool as a spectator sport to go you can go you can drink beer in the in the audience and and and, you know cheer everybody on and uh you get to watch every hitter swing the club as hard as they can and you you get to see all kinds of good stuff so it's it's much more lively than traditional golf is and i think that it's it's definitely growing um popularity
0: that's great and what about then did you make a decision that just this is that I'm just here to support everyone doing their best and I'm going to show up for everybody in the same way. I'd want to be, you know, I feel like you treat your competitors. Sometimes as like teammates, Right. (laughs) the the way you're like showcasing them and cheering them on and wanting to them do well. And and I'm just curious, is that something that you were like really intentional about or is that just kind of what came out of your experience?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good, good. I'm I'm amazed that that's recognizable. Like (laughs) the, (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of baffling that that's something you you recognize, but yeah. So it is very much intentional, and um, it's not something necessarily new for me in competition, but it's something that it's new for me to consciously really focus on putting that energy towards. And here's why: I don't believe in tearing people down to to build yourself up. Yeah. Although you've read stuff like Mike Tyson, for example, right, uh, one of the greatest boxers in history, and he would always talk about the mental game of like I would stare my opponent down, and I would I would really try to get in their head and try to get in their head, and that he did that in ways that wasn't necessarily degrading to them. It was really part of the mental game of boxing, right? It's a fighting sport. Um, the way that I see competition, especially with long drive and and sports that are just kind of one v one or or heads up kind of competition. I'm not going to beat you by putting you down or by shunning you on the box or anything like that. There, <laughs> there there, are things you can do that can kind of mentally get in somebody's head that way. And sure. That's, that is an aspect of the game. That's not a part that I want to play because I genuinely wholeheartedly believe in everything that I've ever seen of the top athletes that have ever played any sport is that it comes down to their work ethic, right? Hmm. If I'm putting in the work then I don't need to treat you one way or the other on the t box or in the ring or anything. If I'm really putting in the work when it's practice time, when it's training time, if I'm putting in all the work that needs to be put in in order to beat you, then I'm just going to beat you. That's what's going to happen. (laughs) You can, you can smile at me. You can frown at me. You can completely ignore me. It doesn't matter if I'm putting in the work when it's training time, when it's showtime, it doesn't like, I don't, I'm not going to do anything differently. That's, all of a sudden going to make me hit the golf ball farther than you are. Hmm. So it makes no sense to treat somebody like shit. Oh, can I cuss on here?
0: It's, it's good. You're good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And, it, and it's now no longer family friendly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's, it's not going to do me any good to make somebody feel less than, or to get in their head in that way. I, I just, I really believe in hard work. Like right? I, I need it. If I'm losing to you, then I need to work harder. And smart mm-hmm. and smarter to win. So I can love you on the T box. I can love you on the range and 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 promote you. If I'm knocked out of the event, then I'm knocked out of the event. And and I could still root for you guys because I would want to be in your position. But I'm no longer there now. If I'm you know got knocked out, then w- why should I sit back here and mope? I mean, I I, I know yeah. I know what I need to do. I know that I need to go back. I know I need to to adjust my training and focus and things like that. It, be, being being a, a poor sport throughout (laughs) is not going to help me in any way and it's probably not going to help the other guys either
0: yeah no I think I think that's such an excellent it's such a beautiful example of being able to compete at a high level support others doing the same and you're building bridges and relationships and connections and like memories rather than just having divisive interactions around like (laughs) that are angsty and ugly so yeah i I think that's great um yeah
1: i i have seen so many stories of of guys you know and everybody's heard it the guy that that won this he was the champion here and then nobody hung out with him and right it's like (laughs) who who wants that right like you want to you want to share in your winning you want a team of Mm. people that when you win, you celebrate. And that's, that's the experiences that's awesome. that, I've, that I've had so far. It's not something that I win and people are just mean mugging me, or if they are, I at least don't know it. Cause I'm surrounded, <laughs> I'm surrounded closely by people that, yeah. that are rooting for me the way that I root for them. And it's, it's a really a nice symbiotic thing.
0: That's awesome. That's great. And then speaking of some of just the team that you're surrounded by and some of the training that you've been doing, can you speak to some of the things you've been doing to kind of get to the next level and where you're trying to go?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, actually, right now I'm in, I'm in kind of the toughest, I guess, phase of professional competition that I've been in since I started. Mm-hmm. Um, world Championships were in September, the first week of September, and since then I have not been able to swing a golf club a hundred percent, not even ninety percent. Mm-hmm. And yes. I actually had to call off uh, the biggest competition of the year outside of the world championship uh, which was in China and I had to call that off because I'm having some elbow um, some tendon issues in my elbow
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so yeah what uh what I'm doing right now is essentially rehabbing the elbow and trying to get back to where my goal is mid-January about a month and a half from now to be able to swing 100% again at least 95% but uh, the training, the training things that I'm I'm doing to to really try to step it up and go after this world title is a, a series of surrounding myself with the right people that mentally I know that if I'm in a good or a bad place they'll help me stay in the the mental framework that I need to be in for wherever I'm at.
0: It's great.
1: The physical side of it, and, and the health side of it. Rose City Physical Therapy, uh, Carl and Sasha. They're they're the head uh, physical therapists at Rose City Physical Therapy in Portland. Literally, I will. F- it doesn't matter where I'm at in the world. If I had the option to fly back to see them, hmm. I'm doing it. They are incredible at what they do. They've been doing it That's for awesome. decades on end, and they work with Nike's elite running team. They work with um, all, all kinds of Jacqueline Wiles. She's U.S. Olympic ski team, and yep. you, you know, uh, she's become a friend of mine as well. Who's she's going through huge recovery from a, a big accident right. with her knee. Knees,
0: right? Yeah.
1: And she's doing amazing with her recovery, and so it's so much fun to see, see her bounce back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's they're the physical therapy side that are unbelievably good at what they do. They, I, we joke about it when I'm in there, and and <laughs> Carl will literally he'll give me the scientific breakdown of everything that's happening. <laughs> and and i i'm completely clueless as to what, he he could literally be speaking any language in the world and i i'm like <laughs> I, I i have no idea what you're saying but he's they, they're so good there that they can break it down on the most complex terms and mm. and then he can be like so this is the thing. Uh, your, your thingy that does this is effed up, you know? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and so it doesn't matter. They meet you on whatever level you're at. So it's an amazing team there. So I'm, I'm really in good hands there with the physical therapy side. And I'm confident in the recovery process.
0: Good. And, and I
1: just trust them. I trust, trust the work that they do. So that's uh, huge there. And then the training side. Yeah. Um, the physical training side. So I did my first season just training myself without – I mean, I I played a lot of sports, so I was like, okay, let's just work on a lot of these things that I think would help, um, you know, I should get this muscle stronger, or, you know, I should Mm -hmm. be like, whatever it is, like, (laughs) just based on the movements of the golf swing, and so I did that for the first season, and I had a little bit of success, and it was good, and this season, I just felt there was, I I hit kind of a plateau in my training, Hmm. and I knew that I needed to find someone, it wasn't, that I need a personal trainer that's going to motivate me to train. Cause I feel pretty good about my levels that, Hey, I go get in the gym. You know how much you need to work out. You know this, right? Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel good about the motivation and the discipline side on that. <clears throat> the discipline side I could use a little bit more work, but uh, <laughs> overall, I feel comfortable with that. Where I needed a personal trainer is that I, I knew there were places that were kind of blind spots in my body Hmm. where I needed someone to point out where she could say, this is what's really, this is where your energy leaks are. And this is how we're going to fix that. And this is what we need to do. And it's, uh, it's turned out to be magnificent, honestly, like one of the best moves I made. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And can you speak to, um, so you were intentional also, did you, you wanted to work with a female instead of a male? Or was that just, it just, or you just, it was just like, it, it was a good match and it was what you needed or was there?
1: Actually, no. So so I I was very intentional with it. So again, back to the, the game of golf, right? And long drive is a branch off from the game of golf, which is traditionally an old white man sport. There's such a small percentage of, uh, first of all, people of color, right? Everybody knows Tiger Woods and all that, but he's such an anomaly in the sport. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of focus on, Oh okay there's uh, I, for me I'm a black male right I'm I'm mixed I'm I'm black and white so uh, I I'm a black male in the game of golf that's it's unique right it's it's no. becoming more common which I love to see but it's still unique it's still mostly white men that are playing the sport <clears throat> so what I wanted to get in a personal trainer that would get involved with my training and everything is I wanted not a a male at all, because there's even fewer females that are in the sport of golf and long drive. Mm -hmm. And even smaller than that is the pool of females of color. Mm -hmm. So in me picking up a personal trainer, I, I was really adamant that I wanted to bring on uh, and get involved with a female personal trainer who is a female of color and really good at personal training. (laughs) That's a very, (laughs) very, very key (laughs) key aspect. (laughs) Uh, So uh, part of that, part of that is to just, it's, it's representation, right? It's not, Mm. it's not, she, she actually, she doesn't even golf. She doesn't golf at all. And, and that wasn't important to me because I, I'm familiar with the golf swing. Sure. Technically. That's not what you need
0: help with. Yeah.
1: That, right. That's not what I needed help with. I needed someone that is good with body functions overall and, and where, where I can figure out how to go. So I found luckily through, um, Brian Nunez, he's a, a master trainer for Nike. He, he coach, mm-hmm. coaches out of the Bay area, out of San Jose, um, area, California. He's an amazing trainer. And if I could, I was like, man, I would love to train with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've trained with him before. I've stopped down at uh, Fitness Never Sleeps, his his gym down there, and it's they're amazing. the whole The whole team's amazing, but he is really, really incredible. <laughs> so I was like, let me let me just see, you know, like who who might be a recommendation or someone he's affiliated with or something like this. So then I actually found uh, Bettina Gozo, who's also a Nike Master Trainer.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. And
1: I just I'd never met her, and I had just kind of speaking friends of friends, and we had a few friends in common. Sure. Book. We'd never met. I'd never, yeah, never crossed paths with her. So I just wrote her uh, a message on in, hmm. on Instagram, and said, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for in in a trainer. Uh, if you're available, I don't even know if if you're available or if you're even interested in training <laughs> yeah. in training someone that just hits golf balls. Like, uh, that's, <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot more interesting athletes to work with than a golf ball hitting person. So that's awesome." Um, if if you're not open, please, like, can you at least just point me in the right direction? Maybe you know somebody in the industry or something like that. And um, through a little back and forth and kind of like, hey, what, you know, what is it exactly you're after and things like this. Mm-hmm. It, it turned out, you know, we met up had a little assessment and I was extremely impressed with her knowledge and her tact and how she goes about um, assessing the body and where we're going to find e- even energy leaks. I used that earlier. And that's a term. Mm. That's a term I got straight from her energy leaks, which mm. I throw it in all the time. Um, you can use it. You can use it in your, your home building, right? Like where are your energy leaks?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so why not? Why not the, the home of your body? So
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: we started working together uh, a few months back and she's incredible. I've, I've picked up some really great um, knowledge, insight and progress from her. And uh, it also led to me finishing the highest that I have in the world championships this year.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's also it's an admirable thing, admirable thing even on for you, too, to recognize when it's time to ask for help and get extra support. I think so often it's easy to pride or ego can be
1: <laughs> for sure
0: they can get in the way of just kind of like I should know how to do this or I can figure this out on my own. So I commend yeah. you for, for reaching out and finding some good people to surround yourself with um, yeah. kind of a-
1: this person or that person. i be like, man, they're, they're crushing it. Awesome. I got my motivation. Gotta for go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So ultimately, it's good. I would love as the platform grows or or it doesn't as the intensity of connection with the people that are following me currently. As that grows, my my hope is to ultimately just provide some level of it doesn't have to be positivity, but I would love to on some level just provide something that is helpful and progressive for people on individual level.
0: That's great. So kind of segue into um, the mindfulness that is something that you practice and incorporate along with all of your training and your creativity. So the, the punchline of the podcast, Healthy as a Habit, um, can you share something that either you incorporate daily, weekly, or monthly that you have found just to be something that enhances your own health or the health of others?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind, it, for daily anyway, is i <laughs> I started – I don't know how it's been easily over a year that I've been writing this down, but I started writing on my bathroom mirror. I ordered some dry erase markers, like the expo pens that your teachers write on the whiteboard with.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah.
1: And I just keep one right, right by my toothbrush essentially. And and every day I write down three appreciations on the bathroom mirror. So good. So, um, this is
0: the beginning of the day or the end of the day?
1: I've, I've actually done both. So, okay. I I was doing it at the end of the day, which is lovely. And it, whatever you, whatever I, I had gone through in the day, whatever crazy encounters I've had at the airport with passengers, whatever, <laughs> however mad the day has gone, I found that it really helps to just put my whole mind and, and literally it just kind of runs down into my body and puts it all at ease when I'm just literally just, what three things do I appreciate today? From the crappiest day mm. If I can find three things that I appreciate, then it just puts me in a much better mood to go to sleep. So yeah. so I mostly sure. was doing it at night and then um, reading some more kind of like personal development things. And then uh, somebody was like, yeah, you know, they did a similar a similar thing like this. And um, they were doing it in the morning and they were like, this helps set the tone for the day. And
0: sure. so I yeah. started
1: I started doing that in the morning as well to see how it was. And I realized that I, I prefer to do it at night. And the reason for that is I, my three appreciations for the day are generally something that I encountered or experienced in that day.
0: Oh, sure. So
1: it's something where it helps me to live more in the present, right? I'm not, I'm not, oh, I appreciate this from nine years ago when, <laughs> that's, that's great too. It really is. It's anytime you can be like thankful and express gratitude, I encourage it. But part of this is, is to
0: help me get yeah. It's good perspective shifts for sure. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to make sure sure people are aware of? Where can people find you? Where can they can where can they connect with you? If are there any sort of collaborations that you are seeking at this time or
1: Yes, 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 absolutely ready go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh let's start with my home address if you guys want to slide through <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, best, best way to contact me if we aren't uh, on a, f- you know, friend to friend, you have my phone number basis, the best way to contact me is via Instagram, which my Instagram profile is Anthony Thomas 33. It's standard spelling A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-T-H-O-M-A-S-3-3 um, fitness related, education related personal development I'm I'm by no means feeling like I'm superior to people but I do have different experiences than you do so maybe something I have is the missing link you're looking for and vice versa so awesome yeah feel free to reach out and and let's make some art and let's make some progress
0: <laughs> I love it especially as we anticipate a new year it's a good time to kind of recalibrate and and re-strategize and I think it's always I love collaborations myself too so I'm hoping there's some some good things in the future for you but thank you so very much for your time and for sharing all the different ways that you experience life and enjoy life and I always <laughs> appreciate your lightheartedness and humor that you bring into whether it's work or competition or um, just your ability to have play within your work is something that's really I think is a great example um yes. So thank you so much for your time and look forward to following and seeing what's next for you.
1: Yes, likewise. <laughs> I'm, loving, I'm loving the podcast. Keep it rolling and keep sharing all the good info and good people.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining today's episode. To connect more with me, check out my website, drbethanytenant.com, where you can figure out how to schedule with me as a patient. You can find out where I'll be speaking next or from the doctor's desk, learn more about what I'm cooking in the kitchen or articles that I'm reading. Feel free to reach out on social media at Dr. Bethany Tennant for, for Instagram or at Tennant Bethany on Twitter. Once again, thank you and remember to stay healthy as a habit.